It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens, everybody. Great to have you here. And wow, what a week. What a week. I I, I can actually say that I'm, I'm not speechless, but I'm close. I'm trying to clean it up for radio. How do we how do we reconcile what just occurred on Tuesday given the state of the union? How do you how do you reconcile the the issues that we're facing as a nation around food around energy around prosperity or lack thereof? with a decision to continue the nonsense with the current administration and their comrades. It doesn't comport. We are in a point where we have to deal with maybe it just ain't what it appears. We're in a position right now that maybe our nation is lost, not in the process of going to happen inevitably, maybe possibly could happen. No, it happened. There is no way in God's green earth, Fetterman got elected, honestly. It's simply not possible. Even Democrats have more sense than that. I mean, to say that they voted that is a total bash on Democrats. And I know they're smarter than that. So if they didn't do that, who did? You and I have to start asking the question, who's pulling the lever? When Connick can have 17 different sub-companies maneuvering software in various states and get caught, Housing our data on a Chinese server. Hello? I mean, it really is a time of not self-reflection. It is a time of, oh, my God, what the heck just happened? The boards of elections are complicit. In some form of a takedown. Now, here's the thing, you guys, and I've been posting it on Facebook. And every time I get a person who's laughing at something as serious as this, I block them. So pretty much I'm probably singing to my own choir. But when I say that we have lost our country, I am not underestimating this. Now, I want I want I want to deal with something. To the politicians who ran, thank you. But you have a responsibility to put your big boy pants on and fight the fight. If those elections were dishonest, if the mail-in ballots are corrupt, you must contest it. Not for you. I don't care about you anymore. I mean, really, it's not about you. It's not about Dan Cox. It's not about Neil Parrott. It's about our nation. 
It's about our state. It's not personal. And you all need to put your egos aside and find some courage. Because I am certain of one thing. The founding fathers would be appalled at what has just occurred. They would be appalled at the cowardice with which people curled up in the fetal position and gave up. And I, for one, am disgusted. And I'm not giving up. I almost did it about 3A this morning when I woke up feeling totally helpless and not sure how to make a difference anymore. But I do this show to try and straighten out what's wrong and lift up what's right. And I need your help. I cannot keep doing this without all of us banding together. And we can't sit at home in the corners, rubbing our hands saying, oh, woe is me. We got screwed. We have to show up. It's time. This is a public square conversation that must be had. And I'm not saying violence. Hell, I'm just saying show up with a picket. Show up with a sign that says this is not okay. Because if we don't show up, then we get what we got. And I don't want to hear one person complain. Not a Republican, not a Democrat, not an Independent, not a Green Party, not a whoever. You've got to be willing to show up from your grocery stores and your, and your insurance companies and wherever. It can't be the smattering of the small groups of heroes who have showed up ongoingly on your behalf. You have to show up now. And we were talking before the show about Saul Alinsky and Marxism. And what do they do? They shame you into compliance and submission. You have been shamed. How does it feel? You've been shamed into submission. This is not a pretty conversation, but it must be had. Because this is the time. This is the moment. Now, on this show today, I'm going to have Draza Smith, who is a genius. And I've heard from people talking about, well, I need evidence. I need evidence. Got to have evidence. Well, if something smells like a dead fish and it looks like a dead fish, it's probably what? A dead fish. So we need you to kind of step up and use your logic here to put the pieces together because it's a dead fish. And it stinks to high heaven. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. 
past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and that opening was a bit intense, but I think it's it's necessary. And, you know, I think about my son when he was little and he'd reach for the stove and the hot pot and I'd scream at him like he was going to die. And he got it. Don't touch the hot pot. This is one of those moments where we have to scream as loud as we have to to wake up the people that are no longer comprehending the severity of the situation. And there are a few heroes, there are many, many heroes actually across the country, but there are a few who have stood out among all the others. And and one of those is Draza Smith, and I'm honored to call her a friend and have her come on this show. And we are so grateful to Draza for her intellect and her uh, capacity to put this in, in some semblance of, of information we can digest. And we're going to talk today with Draza about the data. Draza, before you start, I would like people to understand your background so that we understand who we're talking to and listening to. So tell us, why are you an expert at data and particularly in elections? Good morning. And what an introduction. I will do my best to, uh, to live up to it. Thank you. Um, so to answer the question that you asked, um, I'm an engineer. I'm very proud to be an engineer. Um, uh, and uh, I have uh, a master, well, I have a bachelor's in electrical engineering, a master's in electrical engineering, a master's in computer engineering, all from accredited universities. And I have finished my PhD studies in computer engineering, except for my dissertation. And I am a licensed PE in the state of Florida, and I just took my general contractor's exam to become a licensed general contractor in the state of Florida. I have a drone pilot's license, a ham radio license, and um, I am, uh, uh, and I've spent an awful lot of time. Oh, I have seven patents. I think seven, somewhere along there, five, six, seven, somewhere. I'm not sure where they are in the patent process in control and cybersecurity. And I have um, spent the last uh, two years looking at the election results from that perspective from an engineering analytics trying to do what we call in control theory system identification where we can see if the input is truly random or if it looks to be controlled okay so massive background in this what is your overall general opinion based on input and data you've probably been receiving from people like me and you've also reviewed your own work what do you believe happened on Tuesday, November 8th, in the United States of America? Um, it, it, I, I, I think at this point in time, I have a pretty good understanding of the process that we're dealing with. Um, it's, it, it, it's much more organized than I was hoping it was when I first started this. I was hoping it was, you know, one or two programmers and, you know, other people being bought off. But we, we, we have a real problem here. Uh, 2,000 mules uh, showed us that we have individuals involved with stuffing our ballots, uh, with mail-in ballots uh, all across the United States. Um, evaluations of machines have shown us that the machines have... Um, unexplained software 
poor configuration, lack of logging, and um, modification of the software and databases that should not be legal in, an, in a vote in a critical voting system. Okay, so when you talk about stuffing the ballot, let's start there. What does that mean? So what we what we've seen uh, with the beautiful work of of uh, True the Vote and the movie that was produced, Two Thousand Mules, it made it very understandable for people. But I'm not entirely sure that the movie told the scope of what we're dealing with. So when they talk about Two Thousand Mules, they use the phone data, the ping data to identify which people walked into an area, what they call a geofence around drop boxes. They filtered it down to 2,000 by identifying people that had gone to drop box after drop box and day after day. So this was not an event where people harvested their neighbor's ballots and took them in as a favor. This was somebody who was working as a job that went day after day and deposited ballots on a route. Um, the, the movies, the videos that we see, uh, are show each individual Dropbox that actually had the cameras that were working, that they were able to identify the people. So the problem is much bigger than what the movie I- explains, and it leaves open an awful lot of questions about where are those ballots coming from, who is determining how many ballots go into which Dropbox each day, and if you lowered the number of ballots and you lowered the number of boxes that they set as the limit to find the 2,000, the number of people involved in this skyrockets to an almost unbelievable amount of people that engaged in this activity. Okay. that The magnitude of it, I think people just really, first of all, if you have not watched 2,000 Mules, you'll need to watch it three times to really grasp the magnitude of what we're talking about. And then Draza, you just blew it out to a whole bigger level. But I want to, I want to go back to something you said, this is more organized than I hoped. Tell me what you mean by that. So when we look at the, when we look at the results, um, Dr. Frank has done some amazing analysis that shows just shocking control over um, how many people turn in a ballot based on the registrations, the ages, the population of given counties down to the precinct level. So if we have individuals that are selecting ballots to vote for them, uh, we have We've seen videos and and whistleblowers of people that bring in ballots to NGOs for payment. So, like, they they bring in their blank ballot somewhere and receive a gift card or a small small token for this. Or if, uh, worst case, uh, we have individuals that are um, printing the ballots and mailing them in. Are you talking about, hold on, Draza, let me back up to, are you saying they're paying people off? We have we have many videos of that. Um, Project Veritas did a beautiful uh, report on a lady that was going by and giving scarves and other gifts for people and helping them fill out their ballots and and, and uh, then 
Um, I believe she was actually arrested following the Project Veritas report. I can't remember her name, but I can surely send you the link of their report. Yeah. So not only do we know that it's happening, we have documented evidence of that. Um, I think they also did one about the area that um, uh, Ilhan Omar is from, where people were being paid to provide uh, their ballots and then have uh, some NGO or some other organization fill out the vote. So when you talk, them. so when you talk about more organized, there's there's this methodology that they've implemented. We're going to have Walter Charlton, my father, back on in a, uh, after the break, talking about that. Um, listen, everybody, you're listening to Draza Smith, who's an expert on on data analysis and computers and 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 these election processes. What I want to what I want to ask you then is, you mentioned. Where, where, where are they coming from? Who are they? Where, you know, the where, what, who, why? Who is pulling the lever? See, that's my question. Who is pulling the lever? Any idea? Was that a question to me, or is it? It is. It, <laughs> that's it's, that's it really still is. something. That's still some. That's still something that needs to be investigated. Uh, we have um, high suspicions of, of different organizations, but the problem is, is that people that are doing the bad things are not going to say, yeah, you figured us out and come forward as much as I pray for that. The, uh, we have um, uh, suspicions of different um, NGOs that promote, you know, different uh, political uh, opinions. We have um, suspicions of individuals that are providing the ballots. Uh, the, the the thing is, is that once you have the data organized the way that we have it organized, doing the analytics on who has voted and whose vote is still available to provide as a, uh, a, a falsified mail-in ballot becomes a very easy task. And if someone has access along our process, which the security has been shown time and time again to be exceptionally poor for something that's considered to be a uh, you know, national security critical infrastructure, the the process uh, it can be exploited to provide this kind of control if people don't appreciate how valuable their vote is and take advantage of it themselves. So those non-voters create a slush fund, I like to call it, for votes to be reallocated as those who are pulling the lever wish them to be allocated. And that's identified, as we've learned through Doug Frank, uh, as the ERIC system. So the ERIC system lets them know at any moment who has used their vote and who has not, correct? I don't. I don't want. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not very comfortable with the, the Eric. Uh, the Eric system doing what they say we're paying them to do. But I don't. I'm not entirely sure that they're the ones to point out for that particular activity. We have um, uh, public uh, voter rolls that are available, and now with the introduction of the mail-in voting, we have these systems like ballot track where you can go in and you can monitor where all your votes are at the same, you know, at any given moment. So especially some of these states like Washington State and Colorado, where everyone receives a ballot in the mail, and Washington State and Utah, I believe you have to vote by mail, and Colorado, you have the choice of bringing your mail-in ballot back in and voting in person. But what this does is anybody who's watching the mail now can 
see in ballot tracks if any individual has returned their ballot and who hasn't. It opens it up for anyone, really, to be able to be viewing the status of available votes. So that lends itself to nefarious acts by bad guys. So 